Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking into wide open. Touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to review day number two of Senior Bowl week. We're going to talk all about the practice that was going on today in Mobile, Alabama. The Jets coaching staff, of course, down there with the Lions coaching staff. And so to do that, we bring back Tyler Fornis, who covers college football for NBC Sports and writes about the Vikings for the Daily Norseman. Tyler, thanks so much for coming back on, brother. Well, I, I must not have been too bad for you to ask me back on, so I appreciate it. Uh, it's It was a very interesting day today as we were kind of talking pre-show. It was an on and off torrential downpour for seven hours, and it made it, it a little difficult to not only watch, but it made it difficult for the players as well. One player it wasn't very difficult for it was Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State. Yesterday, he dominated. There were clips all over the place. There was a Dwight Freeney-esque spin move that he used on Max Mitchell yesterday. And then he just straight up almost decapitated Darian Kennard in a one-on-one. Today, much of the same. It was the day of Jermaine Johnson number two. Boy, is his stock starting to rise. Jermaine Johnson just looks like he's on a different level from the rest of these players. I don't know what it is with those uh, Florida State edge rushers. We've kind of seen a couple of them the last few years. Uh, Janarius Robinson being the last one. He got some early hype, but kind of fell down draft boards and ended up being a fourth round pick by the Minnesota Vikings. Johnson just looks different. He's big. 
He's long. He's strong. He's a hyper athlete. I believe he was a member of Bruce Feldman's freaks list. And when you pair all that together with what he was able to do on the practice field today, it's just some insane stuff. He made Darian Kennard look like a school child. Like that's really difficult to do considering Kennard himself is an absolute monster. And he is, he's like six, four, three twenty-five, and just a brick house. So when you see Johnson being able to dominate everybody at this kind of consistent level, it's, that when you okay, and then when you watch the film and how he flashes at Florida State, there's a lot to like, and he may be making himself a top ten pick when this is all said and done. I said yesterday top twenty, but you're right; it could be all the way as high as a top ten pick. Could be in play for the Jets if they don't get an edge rusher at number four. But another player that could be in play for the Jets, maybe a little bit later on, perhaps the second round. Getting a lot of chatter from Jets fans. Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State. In fact, we did a podcast on him a couple of days ago with Luke Grant, the thunder from down under, breaking down the tape. And we've got an All-22 video up on our YouTube channel. So if you didn't listen to the podcast and you haven't watched the video yet, highly recommend it. He had an interesting quote today when asked about how he thought he could fit in with the Jets because obviously there is a ton of interest in him among Jets fans. He said, I can do it all and I'm a winner. He doesn't lack for confidence and he had himself a heck of a practice today too. Oh, Trey McBride is uh, one of my favorite players in this class. Uh, he was kind of, um, he was brought to my attention by Devin Jackson, who writes for the advocate down in new Orleans and also blue chip scouting McBride is, was the do it all player at Colorado state. They really didn't have anything on offense. They averaged like less than four yards of carry on the ground. Um, quarterback play was subpar at best. McBride was really the engine that made that offense run. And he, he only caught one touchdown, um, throughout the season, but he had 90 catches for over 1,200 yards, and he was he was doing it in every facet. He even had a 69-yard rushing touchdown at the beginning of the season. He does a little bit of everything, and we're really seeing that here today. I want to see him gain a little bit more separation consistently on his routes, but he's able to get enough separation to allow the quarterback to place the ball in the right spot, and then he wins at the catch point, and he can win with physicality. He can fight through contact. He's also been a really good blocker and a crisper outrunner. McBride has solidified himself as a, at least a top 60 pick, potentially higher. And I love the potential that Brown brings, especially with his diverse skill set. Another player that I think has gotten a lot of buzz among Jets fans as a possible second round pick is Zion Johnson. The offensive guard out of Boston College also has some tackle experience. And today the Jets coaching staff asked him to take some reps at center. Not ideal circumstances for him given his relative inexperience at that position and the fact that it was raining. So it's obviously going to be harder to grip the ball. But it is interesting to me that the Jets coaching staff saw fit to have him back there taking reps at center in addition to guard and tackle where we know he's already comfortable. Yeah, uh, he's been fantastic. I, I saw him get beat a couple times. Uh, but one thing that's really tough with this offensive line group is the defensive line group has been absolutely phenomenal. I'll have a piece dropping here in just a little after we record about uh, how the defensive line, I thought really won the day uh, defense. Like if you have an offensive lineman that is shining as well as he has, that, that's pretty good considering the competition that he's going up against. I I've just been so impressed with this defensive line group 
and it's nothing against the offensive line. It, we have just seen a great group of defensive linemen here this year. And I know it's kind of going off tangent, but especially because of how good uh, Johnson's been playing, but this has been a very unique senior bowl in that the off, we haven't really seen a dominant offensive lineman in comp- in contrast, how many dominant defensive linemen we have. Let's flesh that out a little bit, Tyler, because we talked about Jermaine Johnson, but I want to hear about the rest of the defensive linemen. Who really stood out in this dominant group? Um, there were four guys that really stood out to me. Um, Minnesota's Boye Mafe had a really little bit of a rough day yesterday, and he really figured it out and expanded off of that uh, this afternoon. Um, he actually beat Zion Johnson uh, in back-to-back reps. Um, utilizing uh, an outside swim move and kind of an inside up and under. Uh, really nice to see from Mafe and how he built from some of those struggles day one. Uh, Logan Hall from Houston is my big winner of the day. Uh, he's 6'5 and 7'8, 278 pounds. He plays like a three technique, but he's built like an edge. And he is able to win from the inside to the outside with sheer power. He knocked back. Um, Bernard Raymond, seven yards uh, with just a straight bull rush. And it, it was like he was facing a peewee kid. Uh, just really impressive. I want to see how he uh, works around the edge. I'm going to go back to the film to try and get a little bit of sense of that because they didn't utilize him a lot today in that element. But, man, was he great on the inside. Um, the other two great inside rushers, Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma. I know we talked about him yesterday. He's just built like a freight train, like just six foot three and a half, 303. And he's just winning with power, quickness, agility. He's able to do everything and he's able to stop the run as well. Just a really all around good offensive lineman. And then the last one is UConn's Travis Jones. Uh, UConn doesn't have a lot to talk about when it comes to uh, football, but what <laughs> Travis Jones has been a fantastic player. He's just been an outright backyard bully uh, in the trenches. Kind of plays a little bit of zero and one technique. He can fit in an odd front. He can fit in an even front, and he can just barrel through tackle or blockers. He can also shoot gaps relatively well for his size at 324. Uh, I was just very impressed with this. Uh, defensive line group overall throughout the first two days. And I'm excited to see if the offensive line can really take a step up on day three and start winning more of these battles. Talking about winning battles in the trenches, one guy that a lot of people have been looking at as a potential trench winning battle warrior is Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. Joe Douglas, the general manager of the Jets, apparently chatting it up with him today. Certainly the Jets could use a player like him. He's played very well at tackle, but also took some reps at guard today. So you know there's a flexibility that the Jets would love because if Becton is healthy, if George Fant is healthy, those are your two tackles. You could potentially slide somebody like Penning in at guard year one. And then when George Fant's contract is up at the end of 2022, Penning could slide over and be the other tackle with Becton. Also, of course, if one of those guys gets hurt, you could slide Penning over to tackle at some point in 2022. So it seems like if nothing else, Joe Douglas wanted to learn a little bit more about the young man who by all accounts had a really good practice today. No, yeah, he did. Um, 
And kind of the one of the interesting things about penning is he was the most penalized offensive lineman in college football last year with 16 penalties against him. So he needs to really clean some stuff up. He gets a little bit grabby and you can obviously clean that up over time. Some guys just are grabby, but you just need to learn where to grab, how to grab. And if you can do that, you're going to be able to trim those penalties down a lot. Penning, I don't know for sure if he'd be a, a really good guard right away, especially because he is six seven, And I, I just wonder if he's going to have some leverage issues on the inside. Um, I do like the idea of just kind of like, hey, you have fan, you don't have to take a tackle right away. And you can take a guy in the second or third round. I don't know if Penning is going to be available at the top of round two, but you've got Bernard Raymond from uh, central Michigan. Who's probably going to be available around that spot. And there's a couple other guys, especially if you want to go with Falele, who we talked about yesterday to just have like those twin towers on the outside, protecting Zach Wilson for the next decade, the jets can really go a lot of different ways with this offensive line group. Zion Johnson, who we mentioned earlier is a guy that I would really consider taking at the top of round two, because he's just a, dominant dominant force on the interior and uh, he's probably going to go on the first but as interior linemen go unless you're quentin nelson there's really nothing that's certain i would really highly consider johnson just putting him in there and all of a sudden zach wilson's just got better players in front of him when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk about quarterbacks for a second since you mentioned Zach Wilson. The Jets obviously not in the market for a quarterback in this draft. However, 
one of those quarterbacks possibly having their stock rise up could help the Jets in the sense that it could drive some players down to them at 4 or 10, most likely 10. It could also cause a team to trade up with them or above them. So there's still a lot to be gained from finding out about these quarterbacks. It sounds like there's a lot of interest in Malik Willis. Apparently, he was talking to quite a few teams today, including Denver and Atlanta and Kenny Pickett. There was talk of him having small hands, but apparently he had a good practice today, too. Malik Willis, I think, has been the best offensive player at the Senior Bowl so far this week. He has done everything you have wanted to see, and he did it all within structure. Uh, He didn't do a lot of running until we saw 11-on-11s late in practice today, and he's just been incredible. Um, We see the success that Josh Allen has brought and how I believe Malik Willis can utilize that kind of trajectory in order to get to that next level. And Kenny Pickett was okay. I thought, I thought Desmond Ritter was Desmond Ritter. (laughs) There were some people saying that he had a really nice day today. I didn't think so. I still think he's incredibly spotty with his ball placement and it's going to cripple him. He also wants to run more than anything. And whenever I see a quarterback that does not run a run first style offense, like when Lamar Jackson wants to run based on the offense that he's in, that doesn't bother me so much, but that's not exactly the offense that he ran at Cincinnati. They did run the football, but they really wanted to use a lot of RPO concepts. They wanted to push the ball down the field as well. It, it doesn't sit right with me that Ritter continuously wants to just scramble and bail the pocket. Um, we said the same things about Malik Willis, but the difference between Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter is Ritter has two uh, guys with him at the senior bowl that were his weapons in running back Jerome Ford and wide receiver Alec Pierce. Uh, Carson Strong also was really good today. He looked very, very fluid with his movements. He missed some throws, but at the end of the day, I was very happy with his performance because he's just showing all the things that you wanted to see. He's had some struggles throwing the football. That, that's fine. You're going to have some of that chemistry issues. And I don't hold it 100% against some of these guys based on their throws just because, oh, you think he's going to be like two yards deeper? Okay. Well, if it happens like six times, then maybe it's a you thing. And I think that's why I am as critical on Ritter as I am because it's a consistent thing. The quarterbacks here are very interesting because everybody's got a flaw. And there's been a lot of ups and downs with this group, and day three is really going to separate who's going to take that next step. Let's talk about running backs and wide receivers since you did bring up that Alec Pierce is there for Cincinnati, as is Jerome Ford. Ritter's got his weapons, but I want to know about the other guys that are there. Damian Pierce and Tyler Batty apparently had good practices. A couple of wide receivers stood out. Tell me about what you saw. Damian Pierce is a really interesting case. At the University of Florida, Dan Mullen really liked to use multiple backs. He did not like workhorses, and he liked to really spread out touches. Because of that, Pierce has less than 400 touches in his college career. Now, for kind of comparison's sake, when Jonathan Taylor came out, he had almost 1,000 touches in three seasons. Damian Pierce, being a senior, uh, didn't quite have any kind of consistent Uh, touches with the football. But what he does bring you is he brings you the ability to uh, catch the ball. He's a great blocker. Um, He, he can excel in inside and outside zone and in a man gap power scheme. If you uh, run that 
and the last thing that's really impressive with Pierce is how he how he runs the football. He can really break through uh, contact and tackles. He squats at seven oh five. He made Bruce Feldman's freak list for that, and I think he can be a really good player. Batty, he's just slippery, man. Uh, he has this way of just getting his pads really low to the ground and preventing guys from getting their hands on him. And when they do, uh, he's low enough to the ground, kind of like a bowling baller. They don't necessarily get their arms around him well enough to wrap up and tackle. Um, I think Batty has a really nice place in the league for a long time because of the skill set that he brings. The last guy I really like is Jerome Ford. Explosive is the word that I would describe with him. He has a get up and go out of the backfield where you feel like he can hit a home run at any time. And a couple of times he touched the ball where he saw a, just a, a little sliver of daylight. He exploded through it and it was like being shot out of a cannon. I think Ford himself could be a really nice asset to, to the jets outside zone scheme, because I think he has good enough vision to be able to excel. How about in the secondary and with off ball linebackers, anybody stand out today? I think Chad Muma and uh, Darian Beavers, um, Muma being from uh, Wyoming and Beavers from Cincinnati, they're two guys that I really thought have separated themselves over the course of the the first two days of practice. Muma, a lot of people comped into his teammate Chad Wilson, or sorry, Logan Wilson, because who was drafted by the uh, Bengals in the third round two years ago. They play the same style. They play the same position, kind of a lazy comp, but the way Muma is able to move laterally, the way he's able to um, pursue um, that guys he's guarding in pass, pass coverage and the way he's able to pursue the ball carrier, I think really stood out to me. Beavers is a player that's very sticky. He is going to be in your face. He's going to contest every ball thrown at you. And while we don't have a lot of tackling drills here at the Senior Bowl, I think what they provide outside of that is really impressive. And those are two guys that I would highly, highly consider taking in that day two range. Any players that you saw today that stood out to you that we missed? I'm going to talk about him again. Um, and it's something that I've talked about uh, with a lot of people here at the Senior Bowl. Jeremy Ruckert has quietly had a fantastic week. He is the tight end from Ohio State. I thought he was just going to be a red zone kind of guy. I did not see a lot of upside with him initially, but he has opened my eyes here in Mobile. He has gotten some really nice separation, crisp, clean routes, and showed fantastic hands. And the most impressive part is it's been consistent throughout two days of practice. And I'm a very big fan of what Ruckert's done here in Mobile. And I think that he, he's going to be able to have a really good career in this league based on his skill set. Tyler, I wanted to address some whispers that apparently were going on. Our friends over at U Stadium saying that there was some buzz that perhaps Joe Douglas really likes Drake London. Now, Drake London, obviously not down there at the Senior Bowl. He is a very highly touted wide receiver out of USC. Some have him as wide receiver number one. Some have him lower down. It's weird with this wide receiver class because it seems like there are six to eight wide receivers that are right around the same range, and it depends who you talk to who's going to be in the top three or four this wouldn't be a shock because the Jets could certainly use a wide receiver of Drake London's ability but I am always naturally skeptical when things like this get passed around during the senior bowl only because Joe Douglas is not somebody who's just going to go out there and start letting this out 
if the information is out there, usually it's because these teams want it to be out there. Somebody brought up how Joe Douglas drafted wide receivers in his first two years as general manager drafting. Denzel Mims, his first year, 2020. In his second draft in 2021, Elijah Moore. I don't recall any reports that Joe Douglas loved either one of those guys, but behind the scenes, apparently he did. So I'm not saying Drake London isn't necessarily worthy of a high pick. I'm just saying proceed with caution with these types of rumors right now, right? You need to proceed with caution with every rumor. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you talk to people down here, you talk to three people who you trust. They're going to hear from three different things. It's likely because they talk to three different people. Uh, You need to kind of keep everything on the back burner. It's a very early portion of the NFL draft process. We are just under three months away. A lot can change. There are medicals. There are testing. We, We haven't seen some of these guys do anything yet outside of uh, outside of their college film. Like what's the prognosis on Drake London's foot? Like he, he broke his leg. Like where, like you just need to parse everything out and just keep everything on the back burner. Nothing's for certain. Um, and like he kind of said, it, it is smokescreen season. Teams will put out information that they want others to hear. So then that they start focusing on this or they, yeah, keep their eyes off of that. And if like, and I, I know you said in the pre-show, if you're hearing it, they likely want you to hear it. And it's, and you're not going to get those kind of leaks until a lot later in the process. Tyler, last order of business. Let's talk about your team that you cover the Minnesota Vikings. As we record this news just broke that Jim Harbaugh will not be going to the Minnesota Vikings. He has informed Michigan that despite interviewing with them, he is going to be staying in Ann Arbor, apparently, according to Adam Schefter. He also told the athletic director at Michigan that this is not going to be a reoccurring issue. He's staying at Michigan for as long as Michigan will have him. Now, we both know better than this, Tyler. These guys say things like that, and then 10 minutes later, they'll change their mind. So I wouldn't close the book on Harbaugh leaving Michigan, but for now, it looks like he's staying he's not coming to the nfl and he's not going to the minnesota vikings that's a little disappointing i know the fan base was really starting to get behind the idea of jim harbaugh and you can't argue with the success that he's had uh, at every single stop um if his biggest failure is the fact that in his fourth year at san francisco he did make the nfc championship game for a fourth year in a row i'll take that even if it's a four to five year stint you're getting four to five years of potentially elite coaching And I thought that would have been fantastic for the Vikings. Unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be, which means the Vikings are likely getting one of either Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris or offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. I've heard more steam about O'Connell than I have about Raheem Morris. But personally, I am a big Raheem Morris guy. So that would be um, my pick personally. Tyler Fornis covering college football for NBC Sports and writing about the Vikings for the Daily Norseman. Thank you so much for coming on and reviewing day number two with me of Senior Bowl Week down in Mobile. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your work, follow you on social media. How can they do that? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at The Real Forno. I have an article coming out here in just a little while talking about um, the defensive line and how they really dominated this week. Um, I've also got a lot of clips from practice and I'll continue to post those as uh, time permits here throughout the rest of the week. Um, It's been a really fun process. I recommend everybody gets an opportunity to go to the senior bowl that they should go because 
it's Mobile's a really nice town. There's a lot of great food and you're not going to be able to get this kind of access anywhere else. Um, practice is really, really fun. You can learn a lot about football and players. You certainly can. And also you can hear all kinds of whispers this time of year. Everybody who's anybody in the draft community goes down there. So fun time. And I'm glad that you're able to be down there, Tyler, telling us what's going on in Mobile. Make sure you follow Tyler on Twitter and read all of his work over at NBC Sports. Also, check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. As I said before, the Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got a fantastic video up breaking down Trey McBride, the tight end from Colorado State, who is down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. He's also got videos up of Traylon Burks, the outstanding wide receiver out of Arkansas. Aiden Hutchinson, is he the best player in the draft? Might he potentially fall to number four? Probably not, but you never know. It's always possible. Sam Darnold, everybody was convinced until a couple days before the draft that he was going number one to the Browns, and he ended up sliding to three and the Jets. So you never know. Check out the video. See what you think of Aiden Hutchinson. Watch all of them. Subscribe if you haven't already because we've got a ton more coming. We've also got merchandise over at our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee ePublic.com and make sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. 
subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.